Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show on this Monday. Out of 184 receivers on the season who have all attempted to catch a pass, and remember, tied at 184th is Colton Dowell, the wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans, played a couple of games. He has zero catches. Uh, Azukama, or Zanma, uh, Eric Azukama from uh, the wide receiver from Miami, he does not have a pass catch. Philip Dorsett, Trent Taylor, Juwan Winfrey, uh, even Amari Rogers with Indianapolis, uh, Dimitri Bird, and Malik Heath. None of them have a pass caught. Okay? Zippo. That rounds out from 184 all the way down. That's that's who's tied at 184th. Out of 184 wide receivers who have all tried to catch a pass this season, Christian Watson ranks 173rd. 173rd. His catch rate is 42.4%. That couldn't suck anymore if it had to. He is nothing more than a track star. That's it. Now, maybe he's not being utilized right, as Eric Branchek said. Maybe there's certain things he just can't do. But I have said a million times, you can't teach speed, but if you don't have hands to go with it, you're just a fast guy. Nothing more. Usain Bolt, he was a fast guy, but he's not a wide receiver in the National Football League. Why? Dude can't catch. They tried him out. There were teams that actually went to see Usain Bolt about the possibility of being a wide receiver. Years ago, when he was listed as the fastest man on the planet. Dude can't catch. It's not his forte. So there you go. 174th and the National Football League. That's awful. And on the Packers, like, it's not much better. I have passer ratings when targeted. So this is Jordan Love's passer rating when targeting all of these different pass catchers for the Packers. Uh, uh-huh. Luke Musgrave is 105. Jaden Reed, 104. Dontavian Wicks, 101. A.J. Dillon, 97. He's a running back. Romeo Dobbs, 84. Christian Watson, 47. He is, he is half of A.J. Dillon. And A.J. Dillon is... <laughs> He's slow, plotting, wow. not really a threat. Like, the connection is just, I mean, it's not existent. It's, it's right. negative. Bad things happen when the ball goes to him. Yep. I mean, you just can't throw to the guy. Inside slant, catch and run, that's it. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. His career has been defined by the first pass thrown to him, which was a magnanimous drop. And it's just never and, – and for a while, he started to show something last year in like four straight games. You thought, wait a minute. They got something here. And since then, <laughs> nah, nada, nothing. <sighs> so there you go. 
Let's go to Tim. Tim, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Oh, not much, Bill. Um, I got to I gotta ask the question, what game was Branchek watching? Because it wasn't the one that I was seeing. Um, saying that Jordan Love has improved dramatically over the last week, I, I – I, did, I, did I miss the passes in the dirt? Did I miss the passes behind – receivers did I miss the passes over their heads now I'm not mm. saying that he's all that there is wrong with this team not by not right. by a long shot but I don't see this wonderful improvement and that I would take him over a lot of the other young quarterbacks um, if Minnesota would want to swap the quarterback that they have playing right now who has little experience I would take him over over love in a heartbeat because at least yeah. he's throwing to where a guy can catch the ball. Right. <laughs> you know, I just, yeah. I, I don't see it. Now the defense is at fault as well. You know, we, we can, you can't have somebody rush on you 200 yards. And this is not the first time that this has happened. If it was, I could understand it. You know, maybe it's an anomaly, but it's not. Um, so I'm going to leave you with this little thought. There once was a coach named Matt who would cry at the drop of a hat with a QB who's inept and a defense that couldn't tackle your aunt as she slept. It's no wonder it's the Packer fans who wept. There you go. Drop, drop a mic on that one. There you go. There you go. That's Tim and Sparta dropping a little poetry. A little poetry into this thing today. The metronome was a swinging during that. There you go. Good stuff. Now we got poet. You know, I've always said we don't have a bunch of dummies listening to this program. Love that stuff. Love it. Drop some poetry on us. Nice job. Nice job. Let's go back to the phones. Let's get to Chris listening to us in Brookfield. Chris, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill, how's it going? I've been following okay. you since 620 days. So I've been following you for a long time. That must mean that uh, I like your radio show. I like your Thank opinions. You. Um, but they're, they're your opinions, and other people have their rights for their opinions. People bring up what C.J. Stroud's doing. Well, he's got Stroud's got one rookie and one guy with one year. The rest are all 7- and 9- and 11-year veterans. He's got people he knows he's throwing to. You got guys like James Jones, Donald Driver, Brett Favre, Mark Chimura, and you got uh, Telsher, who all say the same thing. This kid has got nobody to throw to that knows what the hell they're doing. You have no leadership on the re- in the receiving room that's been screwed up by Murphy and Gutenquist because they signed Rodgers to a one-year flip-and-gone contract instead of getting rid of them to Denver. And the only person they could sign when Rodgers was here was Sammy Watkins. There's no one in that room showing them wherever they got to be at a certain time and planting good. You can't tell me Variable's going to do it. Variable ain't going to run out there and show them how to do run routes. Well, here's the thing. The uh, according, according, according to Brian Gutekunst, it's supposed to be the coaches, right? Well, according to Brian Gutekunst, I think – I don't want to even go down that road because I'll start cussing and swearing, and I don't want to get red carded. <laughs> but I right? mean, he, he, he's, he's put too many cookies in, in, in one bread basket with a bunch of rookies. And you got Murphy, 
who you ain't going to tell me that Goody's the one who decided not to get rid of Rogers because he doesn't have a good relationship with him and send him to Denver for a, a guy who loves draft picks. He would have loved all those draft picks from Denver. That's all on Murphy because Murphy's got the final say. And not signing D.A. is on Murphy because he didn't want to pay him at that start. And then he tried crawling back and crying to him, please come back and we'll pay you even more. By that time, D.A. said, screw it. But let's remember, folks, D.A. took four years to develop. Jordy Nelson took three. Jones took three. The only receivers that showed any prospect their first and second years goes by Sterling Sharp and Greg Jennings. Other than that, there hasn't been any Packer receiver since Favre was, came in that showed anything until their third year. And, not, and they all had mentors to show them how to run routes, what it takes to be a professional receiver. So, you know, you got to give Love a little bit of uh, – he's, he's not the next coming of Brett Favre or anybody else. I ain't saying that. But the kid's got some talent. It just needs to, some time. Rodgers threw two games with six interceptions his first year. Last year, Rodgers sucked. Last year, in the last how many times on your show, Bill, have we heard people complain about, oh, Rodgers overthrowing him, hitting him behind the players. He couldn't hit a, he couldn't hit a running back coming out of the backfield. It was either behind them at their feet or over their head. So the kid takes some time for to develop. But to say the season's over with, it was over with before it started. On your show, I called in and said five to six wins. That's all I'm going to see. There's no experience for this kid to throw to. They all got to learn how to be professionals with nobody even teaching them how to be professionals because Barabal ain't going to do it. He's, a, he's an ex-quarterback from Ohio University. He's never ran routes. They need to get some so, well, let me let me, let me let me let me stop you for a second. Let me stop you for a second. What have you seen that makes you believe that you they've got – because like you said, he's not Rodgers, he's not Favre. So what do you think he is? What do you, What is love to you? What love to me is a young gentleman, young young man. Because I'm not, I don't insult nobody. He's a young man that is still in his true first season as the starter. He's learning, and he's learning with a bunch of guys that don't have never played worth anything. You can't tell me Dobbs and uh, or and uh, Watson are going to be these great leaders when they didn't have really much to show for last year when they were going with with uh, Rodgers. Rodgers hardly ever threw to him until then, towards the end of the season where he was throwing to Watson because he was actually healthy enough to play because they had no one else on the team who could stretch the field. I see, I see, I see Jordan Love as a possible good quarterback in the NFL, and you don't need – a Hall of Fame quarterback to win. We see too many Super Bowls, one with game managers, and that's all Tom Brady was, was a game manager. He threw to the open receiver. He threw. He didn't always go to pat his stats, throw it 30 yards down the field like Rodgers always loved to do. Brady was smart, and he played the game by hitting the guy who was open and used his check downs, and that took time. So you've got to give this kid more than eight, nine games in a season with a, a supporting staff that, that uh, is all still learning the football game before we make any type of judgments on them. Right now, does right. look pretty? No. All right. Appreciate the phone call. I one million percent disagree. A million percent disagree. But you can have your opinion. There is – oh, by the way, Jordy Nelson had one drop his rookie season. One. He had other guys ahead of him, which is the reason he didn't throw the ball out, but he had one drop his rookie season. His second season wasn't as good as his rookie season, and his third season was even better. But he had one drop his rookie season. He was a hell of a wide receiver.
Greg Jennings was a solid wide receiver his rookie season. Donald Driver was good his rookie season. He started to get used more and more. So here's my question. If you got guys that don't know where they're going, where does that responsibility lie? Anybody? And now going back to my thought when people said, no, you can't trade for a veteran, and I said it might not be a bad idea to get a veteran in here, that one, could take the pressure off the young guys, and two, can show them. And then I was told, and Goody was asked a question, said no. And even Matt LaFleur said it's up to the coaches. So is it up to the coaches or is it up to a veteran wide receiver to come in and show them? I thought a veteran would have been warranted, going back to what your point was. But I'll say this. I'm not making excuses for Jordan Love because I watched him play. He's now been in this system for three years. He knows where guys are supposed to be. He knows what he's supposed to see. He gives you glimpses. He gives you the same glimpses he gave you in college. I think he's good at best. But if you think you're going to bring a bunch of veterans in here and all of a sudden you're going to set the world on fire, look, he's been in the system three years and everybody, and you know, like he just said, well, you know, you look at a guy like C.J. Stroud and what he's throwing to, and he's throwing to a bunch of veterans, nine-year, ten-year veterans. Nico Collins, who's hurt now, was drafted last year, two years ago. Dell Tank, that's who he's throwing to. Dell Tank's become the guy. He was drafted third round this season. By the way, third rounders come here to die. Robert Woods, he was from Tennessee. He's okay. John Mechie, drafted in 2022. Xavier Hutchinson, drafted in 2023. He's got two guys that are veteran. Don't tell me about a bunch of guys with nine and ten years. No, 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 no. Facts are facts. He's lighting it up. He came in, became the face of the franchise. Guys believe in him. They've rallied around him. This team, I think, is still scratching their head. Not even a close comparison. And, oh, by the way, the veterans that he has to throw to, the veterans that he has to throw to, now I will say this, he does have a good tight end core. Although uh, Brevin Jordan is banged up, and Brevin Jordan was drafted back in 2021. But Dalton Schultz is a hell of a hell of a tight end, which I think Luke Musgrave's a hell of a tight end. Maybe he can develop into that. I don't know. But I'll say this. No, no. He came in. He starts throwing. And just look at the guy throw. Just look at the guy throw. He's not only considered the rookie of the year, but he's going to. He, he's now in the conversation to win the MVP this year. As a rookie. So don't tell me, oh, well, he's got guys to throw to, and our guy don't. No. That is nothing more than an excuse. And the excuse-making has to stop at some point. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. 
Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, if you're looking uh, out in the lacrosse area and you are looking for uh, a lunch, a dinner, some catering, good place that serves barbecue. Big Four Barbecue right there in West Salem, Wisconsin. Family owned. Call them out there. 608-612-0387. 608-612-0387. 608-612-0387. It's just simply go to bigboarbbq.com. They have got not only fantastic barbecue, they've been around a while, family-operated, and they do some catering. And if you're going to do, say, bring in lunch for everybody in your staff or something, you know, just before the holidays, that's the way to go. Give them a shout. Otherwise, just swing in. Great food, and it's always just such a cool place to go to. Just such a homey atmosphere. Love that place. Big Board Barbecue right there in West Salem, and they cater all throughout the area of La Crosse. So give them a shout and tell them you said you Tell them you heard it here. Tell them you heard it right here on the Bill Michael Show. Good stuff. 877-867-1670, Let's go to Tim listening to us in Ladysmith. Tim, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hello? Tim, go ahead. Hey, this is Brad from uh, Marshall, oh, not Tim. Sorry, hey, Brad. Um, uh, go ahead. Um, okay, uh, I, my question is this. Didn't, correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, but didn't Jordan Love have the re- work with the receivers this summer? And, uh, you know, because I remember reading that Watson was a, was one of them. I mean, I, I, you know, if that's the case, why, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be missing all those receivers. I mean, and, you know, anybody – I want to hear from those callers from this summer that were uh, saying that uh, Love is, you know, oh, the next coming or, or whatever. I mean, yeah. you know, they wanted to push the butt. They wanted to push the Aaron Rodgers out of town, and now – now look at what they what what we've got. So I mean, I want some of those people that were big, uh, Jordan, you know, Jordan Love fans to call in and you know, see what they got to say. That's all I got to say, Bill. Thank you. No, appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Here's my thought. Uh, first of all, you're right. Uh, they did work out together. They got yeah, and it's tough because when you work out together. You know, you're not running against anybody. You're not running against defenses. You're not running specific plays. You're just kind of getting a familiarity. You're getting a camaraderie. You're getting a workability. And you're building that foundation so that when you get to camp and you get into the regular season, that you have that. You have that familiarity and that, that the ability to work with one another and critique one another openly, honestly, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So um, I agree with you that the work in the offseason – goes so far he worked with Romeo Dobbs he worked with uh, Aaron Jones 
they all got together. Some of the others did as well. Um, but none of that really, I, I mean, other than the fact that he's got some of the guys that he trusts at certain times, just hasn't, hasn't worked out to anything. I, you know, I, I wish there was some kind of a, a magic, here you go. Like I could draw something up and say, okay, here's from point A to point B. Like there's a flow chart for this to happen. This has to happen for that to happen. This has to happen. And here you go. And this is what's going to work. The, the the bottom line is, and I, I've said this all along, I never thought the pick was good. I thought he was an average quarterback. I still think he's an average quarterback. People get pissed because they say I, I, I'm coming down too hard on him. And I've always said, prove me wrong. And all I ever get is excuse making. I give him credit where credit is due. I can rip him apart where I think it's warranted. And I can critique throws that I think are either off or maybe the receiver's fault. They, you know, there's been times I've talked about it where, you know, Luke Musgrave, there was a couple of specific plays where he was running across the front end zone and where he had it right open in front of the middle linebackers. And he just kind of overran the space. And, you know, Jordan Love threw to the spot where he should be. And Jordan Love was not at fault for that. That was more Musgrave. Okay, I can understand that. I can look at some of these other passes in three weeks in a row where I see Christian Watson heading to the back corner of the end zone. There was no, there was no sla- hand slapping downfield. There was no none of that. He was just trying to get open, and he finally got a step on the defender. Where all you got to do is drop it in the corner of the end zone. At least from my perspective, sitting in the press box, just get it to the corner of the end zone. And he didn't. He underthrew the football. Did it against the Rams. Did it prior to that, and did it this past weekend where it got tipped away and ended up being picked off. So. You know, I, I get maybe the routes are wrong, but when you see the route developing, when you see the receiver developing, that's called improv. Everybody does it in the National Football League. You know, we hear guys all the time saying, hey, I couldn't get inside leverage, so I broke out. Joe caught me running across the field. He saw where I was going to go and d- deliver me the football. Sometimes that comes with experience. Sometimes you just have that, that knack and knowledge. You know, it doesn't always work the way it's drawn up, and you have to be able to improvise. So to me, when you see a guy breaking – with a stride on the defender to the back corner of the end zone, you put it in the back corner of the end zone. You don't underthrow the football. It's it, it just – I think that there's a lot of excuse being, excuses being made because here's my, here's my thought. As a fan, I am right there with you. I hope it gets better. I want it to get better. I want to see it get better. You know Why? Here's 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 the here's the thought you and I don't want to go down the path of that if it's not then it may be a year or two or three before they get it right and that means you're looking at a lot of bad football and we don't want to look at a lot of bad football so you're hoping it's right but the human being in us the person that says oh my god I can take a year you know of this and say okay get the the right guys next year okay oh my god I but if you had to, if I had to sit here and say to you, hey, you, they're going to hang on to him next year and it's going to be the same. And that means they're going to draft a quarterback and probably bring in a veteran free agent in two years, which means if you're going to draft a quarterback, you're going to let him start until he just can't start anymore, which means it could be another two years. And if he's not the guy, that means the veteran has to come in, which means you're four years down the road before you even think about being good. That's the ominous cloud sitting on the horizon right now. That's, that's a reality. Because if he's not the guy, then what? Right? 
Let's go to Vin listening to us in Connecticut. Vin, how you doing today? Well, I got to say one thing. I, I got to start it with this, especially that first hour. I'm telling you, as I said, if we were really Packer, you know, Pack, what is it, Packer owners, I would put you in either Murphy or Goody seat, just the way how you kicked off that first hour. I got to say it, because that was awesome. You know? <laughs> Appreciate it. I got I got, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in the same, I mean, that last caller hit it on the head and I, I know I was in the live chat with you last and I kept saying, um, I'm tired of every Jordan love enthusiastic saying, Oh, Aaron Rodgers first year, six and 10 didn't put up the numbers, Brett Favre. But if I remember, wasn't Aaron Rodgers a projected overall number one pick in 2005 and Jordan love was supposedly supposed to be like a second or third round pick. Am I right on that, or am I wrong? You're, you're a hundred percent correct. One hundred percent. I mean, and everybody wanted Rodgers out so much, and, and dare I say this? I and the last year was bad, but I actually miss last year's team at this point, and then this team this year because I said the only bright spots, like you said, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, maybe Quay Walker, Rashawn Gary. I mean, that's pretty much it, if you ask me. You know, Bill. Right. I agree with you. 100%. Thanks for the call, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Look, I agree. Aaron Rodgers was projected to be the number one overall. And instead it was Alex Smith. And then Rodgers fell because teams didn't need quarterbacks. And he kept falling until Ted Thompson said, look, we don't need a quarterback, but I'm not going to let this guy get past me. Next thing you know, off he goes. Takes off. Takes off. Jordan Love? You tell me. You know, some will say he was going to be taken next if the Packers didn't scoop him up, and others say, no, he wasn't going to be scooped up until the late second, early third. Who knows? Who knows? I'll tell you this. There's not a whole lot of people out there right now admitting, oh, boy, Jordan Love, I can't believe we passed on him. Right? 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Coming up here in about 45 minutes, our guy Mike Clements is going to be joining us, so stick around. Stick around. Got him coming up. He'll take us the rest of the way. This portion of the program, if you're heading downtown, catching some Bucks basketball, Marquette basketball, hockey with the Admirals, what have you, head over to Calderon Club. Calderon Club and San Giorgio. Pizzeria Napolitana. Great stuff. 838 Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee. It is the best Italian food you're ever going to have. Trust me. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. program glad to have you bill michael show we continue on 
And uh, this is uh, this is from Nicholas, who says, uh, you know, at least be correct, because looking back, McShay, Kuyper, Bucky Brooks, Jeremiah, all of them had Jordan Love being a top 10 player in the draft. No, they didn't. Nicholas, you're no, they didn't. I remember when they McShay, uh, Kuyper did, McShay didn't. And I go by our lads because those guys get caught up in who's rocketing up their big boards. I go by our lads and I go by Scout Sync and a couple of other periodicals that I read. And they had uh, in the uh, in the draft, our lads had him going uh, close to 50th. They thought at that point he might go around 50th, thinking that he could possibly end up being a backup out in L.A. to the Rams. They could go in that direction. Could be a backup in Buffalo to sit for a little while. Because remember, the Rams had two picks late in that second round. They were talking about whether or not they'd go. he'd go late in the second round. If not, there was some even discussion at the time that he could possibly go in the top of the third round to the Washington Commanders, who had the second pick in the third round. I just I did NFL draft shows. So I would uh, you can send me all you want, but on draft day when we sat down and started talking about this, and Jordan Love's name came up, he was never, ever, ever. When you talk about Joe Burrow and Chase Young and Andrew Thomas and Tua, and maybe he was top ten of quarterbacks, but he wasn't a top ten draft choice. Never, never was he ever mentioned as a top ten draft choice. So that's erroneous. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up if you choose to do so. Uh, this is from uh, Chris. Chris says, hey, Unit, do you think that Jordan Love would get better if they had at least two veteran wide receivers on this team? My answer would be yes. Yes. Yeah, I, do, I believe he would. I believe he would. But... Uh, again, my thought was bring in at least one veteran. Didn't have to be a high-end, high-face veteran. Just bring in a veteran. And they didn't want to do that. Because if indeed you go back to the callers, and I said the same thing. I said, look, if you can bring in a guy that can at least be another opinion for a guy that's actually doing that, been there, done that, doing that at this particular time to help some of the young guys, it might not be a bad idea. Then you can kind of see how they're going to progress. But they didn't want to do it. So this is what you've got. We can do all the woulda, coulda, shoulda. You know what? If uh, they would never drop a pass, Jordan Love's uh, completion percentage would be at 65%. He'd be one of the better ones in the league. Right? If they all ran routes, then we really would be able to test whether or not it's Jordan Love or the wide receivers. You know, if David Bakhtiari would have stayed healthy, I'm sure Jordan Love would have even more time to throw the football. I mean, there's a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda, but all we can go by is what's going on in front of us right now and what the legitimate help is or isn't needed. 877-867-1670. Uh, yesterday after the game, the man himself, Jordan Love. Take a listen to some of the things he had to say. We'll just listen to a little bit of this, but take a listen. Yeah, um, you know, last play of the game, um, trying to take a shot to the end zone, dialed up a play that we, you know, work all the time in practice, um, pretty much just trying to get a shot right there in the front end line um, to Christian. And, uh, you know, the DB was able to jump in front of the route and uh, make a pick. Uh, 
Yeah, well, um, the play we had, they, they did a good job just kind of covering the outside, um, not letting us get out of bounds where we we're trying to. Too. Um, and, you know, really it's fourth and two. I'm just trying to get the first down right there, get a clock so we get to, you know, ensure another play there, take a shot at the end zone. Um, so, yeah, that was really thinking right there. <clears throat> Yeah, um, you know, it's very frustrating. Um, like I said, I mean, we've been put in the situation a, a lot of times and we have not found a way to win it. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is frustrating, but, you know, we just got to find a way, um, dig deeper. But it comes down to, you know, so many different plays in the game throughout the course of the game that, um, you know, just we can execute better and take advantage of some of those situations. And I don't even think we'll put ourselves in this position at the end of the game. But, uh, yeah, we, we've got to definitely find a way. Yeah, we ran a double move on the outside. You know, we ran a out earlier, and uh, they kind of they jumped it a little bit. So uh, ran the double move. Um, you know, I thought I was able to get Christian over the top, and um, I was trying to put the ball over the top where only he can get it. Um, the DB was able to make a, a good play, get a hand on it, tip it up. Um, so yeah. I haven't seen it yet on film, but, uh, you know, I, I, it might have been short, you know, with him to be able to get a hand on it. You know, I mean, it was a terrific play by him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can look at it and say, I wish I would put a little bit more out there, you know, where only Christian can get it and make a play on it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but kudos to him. He made a great play. That, that first play of, of the final drive there, what, first of all, in that situation, what's going through your mind? Were you able to even see Jaden make that catch? You got level pretty good on <clears throat> Yeah, um, you know. Like I said, starting the two-minute drive off, we got a minute left. Um, we know we need some chunk plays right there. Um, so, you know, they, they, you know, I worked on my progression. Um, and, you know, I was trying to throw the ball more downfield, and, you know, I got hit on it. So the ball drifted left. Um, and I don't even know if the safety was able to see where the ball was at, but Jay Reed made a great play right there, tracking the ball down, making a catch, and obviously getting out of bounds right there. So that was a huge start to the drive. I saw, yeah, I was on the ground watching it. I, I could see him uh, catch it. Um, but, you know, like I said, it was a great play by him. What's your uh, feeling walking away from this? The offense looked a lot better than it has, but you had three chances there at the end. I think you already got three points out of them. What's your overall feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, I think offensively, I think, you know, we started faster, which we haven't done in some of the previous games. Um, so that was a positive. But, uh, yeah, like you said, there, there's definitely a lot of plays that we left out there, some drives where I think we left points out there. Um, and, you know, in the second half, we got to find a way to score a touchdown right there. Um, but, you know, I think we did some really good things, and I think there's obviously a lot more things to clean up. But um, I definitely like the direction we're heading as offense. I know execution is a simple answer, but what do you think the difference is? You, know, you watched all these years with, with Aaron winning those games down the stretch. This team just didn't do that a lot. What's the difference, you think, between where you guys are now yeah, I mean, it just comes down to execution, like I've said plenty of times, and then making plays at the end right there. You know, we just got to find a way to make um, those plays to win it, um, which we're not doing right now. What's that balance between, like, the optimism of, you know, if they started fast, we got points, got a couple touchdowns, versus frustration of, like, on the end, we left point. You know, does that make sense? Like, what's that balance between the optimism of, you know, hey, we, we, you know, we did a lot of good things well, but then that frustration of, 
Yeah, I mean, we lost the game, so it's frustrating. Um, obviously, there's things that we did good, things we did bad, but you know, the main point is we didn't win. That's what we're trying to do. Um, so we did not accomplish that goal. Um, but I think going forward, there's definitely you know a lot of growth and a lot of positive things that we can build upon. But at the other day, we didn't win. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, pass pro was awesome today. Um, you know, they have two really good edge rushers right there, and I think we did a really good job against them. Um, I think receivers, you know, seeing coverage, recognizing coverage, and uh, getting to the right spot, they did a really good job of that. And then obviously making some plays out there. Um, I think our run game has been good, you know. Um, and so just, I think just making those positive plays early on, uh, putting some points up early is the growth. Um, but obviously, you know, finishing the game is where we need to get to. Handled what? Um, yeah, I mean, I think they we expected kind of some of the pressures they were doing. I think it picked up more at the end right there. Um, and I think we had a good plan for, for TJ, and uh, I think our tackles did a good job. I think Zach Tom did a really good job against him, um, kind of limited him to making some of those big plays he does. Um, yeah. Um, you know, it's it just comes down to making plays, like I've said. Um, I think the defense, they, they stepped up. They did a good job. Um, stop us, getting us, not getting us in there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it just comes down to making plays. You know, I wish, looking back, I'd, maybe I would have scrambled a little bit more at the end, some of those situations, and tried to just extend plays a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, I think, they, I think they had a pretty good plan in, red, in the red zone, and they've been a pretty good team in the red zone. Um, but, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the mindset for us was, you know, we were sitting on the sideline, we see them scoring, we're, you know, the mindset is trying to go match that, you know, trying to go do the same thing they did, put up the points and just kind of keep it going, you know, um, be there for our defense when they need us. Um, you know, I think we started off the game hot, obviously didn't get a, a touchdown um, right away after that, but uh, defense, you know, stepped up, started holding them, um, and we were able to get another touchdown later. But, uh, yeah, I think really it just comes down to second half and not being able to get those touchdowns that we needed um, like we did in the first half. There you go. That is, uh, that's Jordan, Jordan Love. And I like the direction that we're headed. I want to talk about that when we come back. He said a couple things that I written specifically down. I want to go over that are in the same area as to what Matt LaFleur alluded to. We're also going to come up on uh, Mike Clemens coming up here in about 20 minutes. So stay tuned for that. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Quick Trip is a godsend. God, I love Quick Trip. Just, uh, just do traveling around back and forth, and uh, being able to crisscross the state. Yet, you uh, you have Quick Trip to go to, and whether you're just heading in for the the bread, the milk, the eggs, the staples of life, if you will, or if you're going in there for something specific, like you want to have a take home meal because you're on the run, or you want to head for some tailgate fare and head into the beer cave, or you just need some things to, you know, get the kids, you know, whether it's uh, grabbing a couple of candy bars or a couple of donuts or out of the Quickery Bakery, I'll take it all. It's all good at Quick Trip. Check out our friends at Quick Trip, and you can still stop in and get yourself 
uh, some details on how to get registered for that Chevy Colorado uh, pickup truck that they're giving away between them and the Packers. So good stuff there as well. Always something good going on at... Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Do you know what tonight is? Tonight is kind of a uh, rest, recoup, get back at it tomorrow kind of night. A little grilling, I think, going on tonight. Um, didn't eat real healthy over the weekend, so today might have to be it. And uh, do that with some uh, good lean meat from our friends at Robert Specialty Meats. And uh, doing, I think that's what I'm going to do tonight, do a little grilling. I think I'm going to do some uh, some chicken. Uh, some chicken breasts tonight, maybe even do the garlic parm chicken skewers. Uh, they're not even that bad for you. So I might even go in that direction, but going to head down to Roberts after I get off the air. I got a couple things to run around and do, but uh, I'm thinking I'm going to head to Roberts tonight and it's going to be warmer out. Might as well fire up the grill, do a little grilling tonight. You got, but what is it? Buffalo and Denver, I think is on the docket this evening. So that's coming up tonight. So I think that's what tonight is going to, going to entail for me. Looking forward to it. Sunset Drive in Waukesha, if you're thinking about whether it's holiday meat, you want to start ordering, uh, if you haven't ordered a turkey already, whether it's for Thanksgiving or for uh, later on down the road for uh, Christmas, maybe the Christmas ham, whatever it happens to be, get your orders in. At least get a hold of uh, Paul, and he can help you out. So uh, that's on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. Roberts Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That is Roberts Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. Jordan Love had said, I like the direction we are going in. He said, we're just not making plays right now. Now, I have never compared the spoken intellect of Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. And I think that's, as you age, you get better. So he will get better as time goes by. But I guess... If you want to say, I like the direction we are going because you got off to a fast start, your team uh, put a touchdown up in the first half of the ball game. Okay, I can go along with that. And I'm sure he sees things that are starting to get better or has a better feel for things just passing up the midway point of this season. So I I can go ahead and, and understand and agree with that. I... Maybe I'm more pessimistic than most, and and that's maybe it's just because I'm jaded or I have this job where I've seen far too many bad than good, and because we have seen so much good, we know what bad looks like or inadequate looks like. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but I know right now, if I had to say to you, give me building blocks, five staunch building blocks for this team that you would say, you know what, man, they nailed it. This guy is the guy, and this is who I'm going to build this team and this franchise around. Five of them. And I'm talking five that are game changers. Who are they? Okay? So that would be first. And I think we would all struggle a little bit to find the five. The second thing is, 
going from submediocrity to mediocrity is a step forward. But going from submediocrity to believability that this team can then regain itself, begin to win games, and become a even if they don't get there numerically, statistically this season, can this team begin to perform at a level that is comparable to or competitive with playoff-bound teams? Because that's what ultimately you got to get measured by. Okay? So think about it for a minute. What you have coming up on the docket, are they as good as L.A. the Chargers? Chargers are four and five right now. They don't look great. Staley's probably going to lose his job at the end of the season. They're a team that's supposed to be better, and they just aren't. Justin Herbert has always been on the door, not going to try to get into the same conversation as other elite quarterbacks. He just hasn't been able to do it. I still think they're a level below where the L.A. Chargers are. Are they on the same level as the Detroit Lions? Hell no. Kansas City Chiefs. Hell no. That's who you're rating yourself by. I don't care if you get a a hard-fought 17-15 victory over the lowly 2-8 New York Giants. But when I start to think about a team advancing and getting better and you see you're, you're heading in the right direction. Are you heading in the direction of being competitive for the division, for the team that's, that beat the hell out of you, or are you just getting better than the bad teams? Because that puts you right in the middle of mediocrity. We'll talk more about this. Also, don't forget, coming up about 15 minutes away, Mike Clemens going to be here. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Next. 